last year in Hungary we celebrated Eucharistic Congress. And uh, not only was it celebrated, but many people were still afraid to go. So normally it would be really well attended. It's a Eucharistic Congress, it's an International World Congress. But there are fewer people who participated. But usually when you have a, a Eucharistic Congress, you know, the, for the Universal Church, there's a follow-up. And the, the following year is when the dioceses, the various places, the um, parishes would celebrate this whole year in honor of dedication of the Eucharist. In this diocese, you might have seen as you walk, you know, there's a special advertising, you know, that we are celebrating. We're in the midst of, of the year dedicated to the Eucharist. And, and, and today, although my brother read the readings from, tomorrow, from Monday, but it's actually, it, it's actually quite appropriate. Uh, the, uh, St. Paul describes the community of faith and we have to remember, this is not even, we're talking about, you know, less than 20 years after Jesus died. This is really, really, I mean, I, if, you're, if you're as old as I am, 20 years goes like this, you know? And, and so, so uh, 20 years, not even, not even that much, because it was written sometimes between 49 and 51, so it's less than 20 years. And St. Paul describes that experience, he says, you know, the, the celebration of the Eucharist, he says, he says, what I give you is what the Lord handed out to me. That's the word traditio, that handing down. And so, so it is not, I receive from the Lord what I wish to offer to you. I receive from the Lord. And what did he receive? The knowledge of the celebration of the Eucharist. And the night that the Lord, before he was to be handed down, the night before he was handed over, he took bread. And after he had given thanks, broke it and said, this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also the cup after supper saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, when you come together to eat, wait for another, just like Jesus on the night of the Last Supper. Not only did he do something extraordinary, taking the cup and the bread, saying, this is my body, this is my blood, but he also washed their feet prepare them for the celebration of this, of this gathering by washing their feet, washing, serving, taking care of one another. So the Eucharist, whether we are right now in this special year when we celebrate you know, in a powerful way this great gift that the Eucharist is, the Lord is also inviting us today to reflect more deeply on what does the Eucharist mean to me, to you? What does it mean? What is it? How is it for me? What is it? Is it something special, something extraordinary? 
or something we take for granted or something that can be replaced by vacation or, or some other type of activity. And you know, today, I think that there's more and more people who do not seem to appreciate as much the gift of God himself who comes to us. People do not appreciate his sacrifice that he offered on our behalf, the atoning sacrifice. <clears throat> because that's what, that's what the celebration of the Eucharist is. Participation in the very act of the Son of God on our behalf. And then not only that, but, but he also wants to give us himself. And this is why St. Paul was so adamant that the Christian community in, in Corinth would really realize what they're doing. So he says to the following, my, my beloved ones, avoid idolatry. I am speaking as to a sensible people, judge for yourself what I'm saying. You receive the Eucharist. You receive the Eucharist. And then what you do, you participate in that communion, in the blood of Christ, the body of Christ. You participate, and then you go, and then you participate in the sacrifices, which the, during the times of Rome, they had these sacrifices to idols. So there was a sacrifice, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, an ox, and what they would do is offer it, then they prepare a meal out of that ox, which was offered to gods. And so the Christians would go there and they, they would eat. And so St. Paul says, do you realize what you're doing? You know, for Corinthians, they were sort of like contemporary people. They were kind of rationalizing. They said, look, if there is no gods, there's only one God, which means those sacrifices offered to gods mean nothing. Might as well enjoy a good meal. And that's how they were thinking. You know, because, because if there's no gods, then, then the, the, all the rituals are meaningless because it doesn't mean anything. But St. Paul says the following. He says, it's not that. It's not that. When you participate, you give an example that you honor those gods. Uh, you cannot rationalize it because, in fact, this is what you do, which means you're participating in type of acts of worship of, I, of, of other gods, even if they don't exist. St. Paul says they're demons, which means you participate in demon worship, idolatry, which means you're hurting your fellow Christians. You're allowing yourself to be influenced. You're allowing yourself to be <clears throat> affected by that which you're, which you're celebrating. And so he says, you can't do this. If you are receiving the body and blood of our Lord Jesus, and then in, by the same token, you go and, and you know, participate in no celebrations offered to other gods, then, then, then you're destroying yourself. You're not making yourself stronger. And so this is what he's saying. You know, th th this is a type of idol worship. No, and he says, the meat sacrificed to idols, is that just anything? Or is that an idol? Is an idol anything? No, I mean that what they sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons, not to God. And I do not want you to become a participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and also the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and of the table of demons. 
Or are we provoking the Lord to jealous anger? Are we stronger than him? So this is the, the St. Paul's warning to the Christian community. What about us? You know, if somebody live, lives in a dorm, a college dorm, even if they were really great Christians and they, they went to church every Sunday, the effect of the students who don't care, the effects of students who drink on weekends, the effects of students who, who uh, kind of live shack up with each other, eventually it hurts those who believe, even if they may not immediately practice, but it's the influence, the effect it has on them. We know it's true. You know, the, the, the birds of the feather flock together as an expression, but we are affected by people who are around us. Who are your friends? Who are the people that you associate with? Is there an effect on those who go to see movies and what type of movies they seek? Isn't the same thing St. Saint Paul says, are you affected by them? Are you influenced? Are you, is you, you know, you have to debrief yourself if you see it, then why go? Why go? Why be affected by something which they don't stir up your memory because everything is stored? all the experiences that we have. So guarding our minds, protecting our minds for various types of idolatry, which is manifested in movies because there's an agenda there. There's an agenda to affect us, to influence us. The greater the director, the greater effect it has on us. That's why great movies are great movies, not because they're, 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 the theme is great, but the effect on us it has. Because you know, it's, sometimes there are great movies which have great, great um, you know, subject to cover. But we have to be careful what type of books we read or what type of things we look on, on YouTube or wherever, or what type of things we utilize, something positive or are we affected again by negative? We know that ideolo ideologies can affect our brains the way we think. We see in our own country how divided we are. We, are, we were to be a Christian nation where many professed, 70% professed being Christians. But if we, if we were to look around, has, the Christi has Christianity really affected our culture, our ways of life, our attitudes, even, even the legal systems? We don't, because that means we, again, as St. Paul says, you're allowing something to affect and influence you to the degree that you become lukewarm, that you're not really wish to participate any longer in that full sense. So we become sort of marginal Christians. We become not a man and women of true faith. This is why we have to really protect ourselves. I, I spoke to a young mother who has a son who's 10 years old. She had to pull him out from uh, public school because she says, I looked at the agenda. I looked at the materials that he's using. And, and, and he says, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because I said this will weaken his faith. So I had to pull him out and send him to a Catholic school, even if the Catholic school may not be as, as great with, maybe it doesn't have as many programs or whatever, but it is. So it's an example of someone who cares for children, cares for, for, their, for their future, for the well-being. Say, say the gospel today, in some ways, it's the same way. 
It's the same theme from the gospel. He says, good tree bears good fruit. A rotten tree bears rotten fruit, which is by the fruit you shall know them. And so we can see what type of fruit is produced by certain type of teachings, certain types of, of, of uh, paths of cultural behavior. We know the fruit. We know what it happens. And then, so the Lord says, you, again, once again, you can judge, you can take a look, you can reflect. God has given us the ability to, to have wisdom and knowledge unless we are so affected by, by other things that we become so biased, we can become so influenced that we can't even see. But, but if we ask the Lord and the Holy Spirit, he will take care of us, he will, he will, um, he will, he will guide us. But the Lord says today, very important, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but do not do what I command? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you do not wish to follow me? And then, and then the Lord gives an example of someone who builds a house. He says, the one who listens to me, to my words, and acts on them is like the one who builds a house, who dug, who dug deeply and laid the foundation on rock, and when the flood came, the river burst against the house, but it could not shake it because it has been built well on a solid foundation. If we do not build our life on a solid foundation, then, then we, will, we will have to experience the ruin, just like the, the one who does not listen, does not act. It's like a person who built a house on a, on a sandy ground and it does not withstand the attacks, the, you know, the difficulties of life. It's not able to withstand. So what can we do to build our life on this solid ground? Well, first of all, we have to see, have to judge wisely what type of influences are around me because our culture today is, is terrible. It does not produce good fruit, as we know. And it, 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 so that means we have to be very discerning on to what type of things we allow our minds, our hearts, our families be affected, influenced, because that's when we can protect ourselves from that. What are the great foundations? Well, foundations of prayer, praying together, praying as a family, praying the rosary, praying the chaplet, reading scriptures. That's a good foundation because that's God's word. You meditate on, on God's presence, on his plan for you, for me, for all of us. We plan. So that's, that's another one. That's another dimension. Um, ch choosing things which are helping us by whatever reading materials, whatever movies we watch, whatever it is that can build up our faith. And there are many good things. They're available. And they're there, whether it's even YouTubes, you know, various types of things which are incredibly wonderful, which means we can choose, you know, the, you know remember those are choosy moms, choose this, whatever, choosy moms, you know, may choose good views, good, good videos, good, good, whatever needs to be done, you know, because, because it, it is healthy for, for the children, healthy for the families, interceding for one another, interceding, praying for one another. Even when we're not able to affect, uh, I keep on repeating, and maybe you know one day, one day maybe if, if there's new evidence, I will correct myself. But 20 years of prayer does extraordinary things. 
and 20 years of prayer. So, so for all the mothers who tell me I've been praying for one or two years or three years and there's no effect, I said, invest in prayer. Just like people say, invest in gold. But this is true gold, spiritual gold. Invest in prayer that, that will produce an incredible effect. I have examples, many, many examples of 20 years of prayer that turn around the situation completely person just like that augustine and others but i know that so intercessory prayer uh, support causes which are good which are for faithful to god causes which produce good those are things but on a personal level again as christians especially as catholics what what is that which produces that great foundation sacramental life confession the eucharist uh, adorations, that which produces great, great, great uh, foundation for our life. Awareness of God's presence, attentiveness to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit throughout the day, that we may listen, that we have inspirations. God offers us these things that we sort of kind of sometimes dismiss. And we feel like I should do this, but I've got to do that. Uh, Christianity it's not just a personal relationship, personal, personal uh, religion. It is a communal. It is an effect. It is an effect on, on uh, we have an effect on each other. Good example is another way of, of, of helping one another to create good foundation. And I think those are some of the things, you know these things, I don't have to say it because you are aware, aware. you are here. You know why you're here? Because you love the Lord. You're here because you follow him. You're here because you want to be stronger. You're here because you wish to be strengthened by the word of God, by reflections which are leading us to a greater fidelity. But you know what? Another dimension which I want to include today is Our Lady. For Catholics, Eucharist and Mary, like very two very important elements of our life, of our faith. And so you want to be, you want to have a great foundation deepen your relationship, not only with the Lord, but also Our Lady. She's a mother that has been given to us and she wants to assist us, to help us. And we know that throughout the history, she has done that. Right from Saragossa, when she appeared to St. James, you know, in the year 50 or so, uh, you know, very soon, uh, at the very beginning of, of Christianity, but throughout the history, she is the one who can help us. And how can she help us? First, she intercedes, reminds. She, she, uh, she's giving us great example how to say to the Lord, um, here I am, I wish to do your will, whatever it may be. She, she is the mother of God. She's very, her prayers are very, very powerful, efficacious. She intercedes with her son. We know the example of, of the Cana in Galilee. Do whatever he tells you. Follow him. And you know, and she's the one son. They don't have wine. And the Lord says, my time has not come yet. The time of grace is not here yet. But she says, but she tells the people, get ready for the grace. Get ready. And so the grace will come. So she reminds us. So maybe then today, as we continue with this sacred liturgy, 
whereby we participate in that which St. Paul spoke of today, celebrating what he has received. I, I hand on to you what I have received, namely on the night before he suffered, he took bread, he took wine, said the blessing and offered to the Father and saying, this is my body, this is my blood, the new covenant in blood, the new covenant of relationship where we shatter the relationship with the Lord is reestablished in Jesus who offered atoning sacrifice for us. And then he seals that sacrifice by sharing his life with us, sharing his body and blood with us so that our foundation will be so strong because we'll be built on a solid rock of Jesus Christ, the solid rock of our faith, solid rock of our, our love for him and, and the rock of Our Lady that she will lead and guide us to that fullness of life. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.